This is the B-Team Podcast, brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. The B-Team is presented by Drake's Place in Vital, South Dakota, and sponsored by Jackrabbit Central and Shenanigans in Sioux Falls. Now, here are your B-Team hosts, Brendan and Ben. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to a playoff victory edition of the B-Team Podcast, proudly brought to you by our title sponsors, Drake's Place in Cottonwood Coffee Bistro in Brookings, South Dakota. Drake's Place is obviously in Bottle, as we've talked about their phenomenal food multiple times on here. Um, the 605 Hog Sliders are my personal favorite. And the 605 Hogs, Ben, had one hell of a day, along with the old... Pierre Strong and freshly returned and very fresh looking Isaiah Davis. Yeah, man. Uh, return of that nasty run game. We've been waiting to see ever since, you know, the Colorado State game, you know, or the playoff or the championship game last year. Um, uh, you know, ever since Isaiah Davis got hurt, it's kind of been like we're waiting for this. Like we know how dominant of a team this can be with both of those healthy backs and they showed it. I mean, yeah, it was against UC Davis who, you know, may not have the best run defense, but you know, it's, it's something that other teams are going to have to plan for and try to stop. And it's not going to be easy. Yeah, no, I uh, absolutely. And hello. What's up? Good evening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Jim, Patrick, everybody commenting. Thanks for tuning in. Um, but like you said, no, it's not, it's not going to be easy. Um, we saw what this offensive line with Pierre Strong and Isaiah Davis is capable of in the spring, um, particularly against the Sam Houston State defense, who was probably the best defensive unit in the country. It's part of the reason they were in the national title game. They proved it over and over. And Isaiah Davis still had a day on him. The the problem is, is you might stop one. But you're not gonna. It's really hard to stop both of them. Um, You know, it. Watching that game in the beginning of the game, I think everybody was really frustrated with the play calling. Um, You know, Matt and Kyle kind of went over that. Um, Eck is a hell of a coordinator. He does a great job. Um, But sometimes, uh, I think he's really, really smart with his stuff. But sometimes people who are really, really smart on occasion are almost too smart for themselves or sometimes have to kind of prove they're too smart. And it kind of felt a little bit like that. Like we were, we were just overthinking it a little bit when you're gashing them for nine yards of crack. It's just do that every play, you know, it was, and, and <clears throat> like Matt, Matt was on the sidelines cause you know, the pod father gets the media passes. Right. We chill in the stands and are raucous, um, <clears throat> you know, Thanks to everybody. You know, we got uh, tweeted the our hard hat gang. I don't know. We got to come up with a catchy nickname for that. But people sitting behind us having a good time. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it was uncomfortable in the early part of the game. People were pissed, and you know, it, I'm not going to say they were wrong to be angry. You know, I'm really not. Uh, when and and I know, I promise you, the hogs were pit, were not thrilled either. When you're gashing a team like that and you're an offensive lineman, that's all you want to do. Like, that's the most fun in the world because they were, they, it what, first off, you don't average nine yards of carry and rush for 400 and some yards without having ridiculous movement at the line of scrimmage. Um, 
It was, you know, there's some plays on occasion where like Pierre's just that good and makes a play work. Like that wasn't necessary this game. We were getting seven yards where it was one of those run plays. If you were at an angle, it looked like he ran into our offensive line and he'd get tackled and it'd be a seven yard gain. Like if, if you're getting that much push, just do it. Just do it over and over. And we need to, that needs to be the game plan going into Sac State. Yeah. <laughs> like Terry says, run the damn ball. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the difference is when you can have that, the success that they had running the ball up the middle when, you know, they're, we're getting seven, eight yards of pop up the middle and they have to just commit everything they've got just to stop the, the middle run. Right. They're screwed at that point because I mean, Pierre would just, he'd hesitate at the middle and then he bounce it outside for 20, 30 yards. Right. And Isaiah would, you know, just be bouncing off guys. And I mean, it, it, it was fun to watch, but yeah, I mean, early on it was frustrating um, I sat behind one of the offensive lines uh, family and it was early on when it seemed like we just were not, we just didn't want to run the ball. We just kept throwing the ball. When we run yeah. the ball, we'd have success and we kept throwing the ball. And, and I don't know, I don't know if it was a brother or a, <laughs> a relative or what, but he, he kept turning around and yelling, run the ball. And finally <laughs> we, we ran the ball. So we were, uh, we were having fun with that, but, uh, yeah, it's. I think hopefully after that showing, we'll kind of that'll give us an identity because I think mm-hmm. you know we've been kind of searching for that all year, really. I mean, it's like what is we've had some offensive success, but that was the real offensive success was earlier in the year. We kind of have been struggling and floundering a bit. You know, we earlier in the year we were doing like forty plus points a game, and and then since then, it's just kind of been like, you know, who are we? You know, we, we try to hit a deep ball every now and then, but you can't rely on that. And so, you know, I'm hoping that we found our identity now and we can be that going forward in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, like Ken Brooks says, passing game will open up when they have to commit to the run, lights out. Um, you know, that's that's 100% true. Um, you know, the INTs didn't hurt either, Terry Jungen, you know, for sure. But um, we'll get to the chocolate milk thing later. But uh <laughs> Uh, um, you know, when you, the games that we felt like we had the identity are the games where we were rolling, mm-hmm. you know, it's like when we get caught in this, it kind of even happened in the UND game in the spring, right? We fell in love with the pass a little bit. Um, I do feel like Chris is really at his most dangerous when you can, when we're gashing with the run and they got to play up and then you can hit one of the Yankee brothers over the top. And he just loves that play, um, and and that and trying to throw in that wind was that, that's even if the even if that wind's at your back because it was windy, you know, and even mm-hmm. if the wind's at your back, I don't know if people out there have thrown a football with the wind at your back. It's still hard to be accurate because it's blowing that thing away. You know, it's it, it's hard and it's a lot harder to throw into the wind, but it's not like a cakewalk to throw with a heavy wind behind you either. So. It was it was a good day for us to do what we did. Um, we finally started running. Uh, Sac State coming up has a good run defense, at least statistically. Um, and you know, after you rush for four hundred plus yards in a game, they're going to do everything they physically can to try to stop us from running the ball. So, I could see us 
having to pass a little bit to loosen them up a little. But on the same token, I I think every everyone wearing a blue and yellow hat, jersey, shirt, whatever, socks, is going to want us to try to establish the run right away. Because if if we're able to do that and they can't do anything, man, it is brutal. Yeah, and like like you said, and, and Jim mentioned there, uh, the wind affecting the ball and the field goal attempts. Uh, and yeah, like you said, there were a couple pass attempts that Oladokun made good throws, but the wind just pushed them and, and yeah. sailed them. And there's it's so hard to, to compensate for. Um, so you, you can't blame him too much there. But um, yeah, I mean, we, we've started the show with almost 10 minutes of offensive talk. Because I think that we've yeah. been we've been wanting this for yes. forever. Even well, when we were winning games, we were like, "This isn't this isn't good." Like we know it's not sustainable. You know, it's you can't just rely on the deep ball all the time. And it, right. it came to fruition. We lost three games because we couldn't, you know, we couldn't sustain drives and salt away games. Now that we have this, it's different. You know, it's, right. it's what we wanted to see, and I think. It's, I mean, I'm the most confident since the Colorado State game. After the Colorado State game, I was very, very, very confident mm-hmm. in this team. Since then, this is the most confident, confident I've been in this team because it feels right. like we have that identity on offense. Um, now, shifting over to the defense, yeah, I mean, they're they're playing well too. And I think that... I'm hoping what we saw is a little bit of our defensive backfield growing up and, you know, having that experience mm-hmm. that they, we were young, especially when we had some injuries there. Some young guys were, were pushed onto the field before they maybe were comfortable with it. And they've got a lot of games under their belt now. And so I'm, I'm hoping that we see some maturity and some, some better play out of, that, out of the defensive backfield um, because if 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 anything, that's one thing where we've been susceptible, I think, is to the the pass. Um, but I mean, they played they played pretty well in this one. Yeah, they uh, they played really they played really really well. Um, you know, with uh, I don't you know six interceptions is incredible. I think we can all agree some of that was created by pass rush. Oh yeah. Um, their quarterback just not being that accurate, having to throw in the wind, having to press to try to come back. We can't, I don't think you can really comfortably say that, yes, we made all six of those picks necessarily happen. And I'm not trying to take anything away from what our defense did. They played well. Um, you know, they got put in bad spots. Um, you know, that the muff punt, which was the weirdest goddamn muff punt I've that ever seen in my life. Like it, <laughs> And that win's tough to catch in because mm-hmm. when they sub felt oh, game out, put out. in Davis, like Davis almost dropped his. So it, mm-hmm. it, it was, you know, in our stadium, the wind does crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So I get it. That was tough. But that was just so weird because it hit him in the hands and it looked like he handed the ball to him because he was trying to go yeah, quick it was recover. Like the, it was and it looked like he handed it, which was the weirdest thing. Like and, catching it on the way by. It was weird. Um, you know, Patrick, uh, asked, you know, did Hastings or Rodriguez play more? Uh, Hastings started the game out. Uh, he had maybe one interception or two, and then Rodriguez came out after him to try to spark him. And it worked for about a drive. They scored a touchdown there. Um, 
but overall the defense uh they they played real well they played solid um but we're gonna have to step it up a notch because one of the things is i'm i i try not to get too overconfident you know that's the most cliche fan saying in the world is i i try not to get too overconfident with the wins because i'm special Mm -hmm. or something but um (laughs) it is a thanksgiving day weekend game so opening round it's you're not playing the seeded teams every game's gonna get tougher as we Mm -hmm. go on so if now say we do do that to sac state and villanova or win by two scores over both of those i will be as confident or more confident than we were after the um after the Colorado State game, I think there's a real potential here that um, now that we're in the playoffs, there used to always be the talk about that team up north, how they have just had another gear when the playoffs hit. And I'm I'm wondering if that's what we got going on right now where this team, because I, I, I think any, I think the team themselves would agree they shouldn't have lost USD. They shouldn't have lost. They shouldn't have lost any of those games. And a lot of that is mental, right? I mean, it's not like that, you know, our, it, it, a lot of it's mental. It just is what it is, you know? So hopefully we've hit that playoff gear here and got everything rolling forward and they continue it throughout the playoffs. Cause Let's not kid ourselves. Even if every one of these games is winnable, but by the time we get to that semifinal game, we're going to have played an insane amount of games in a row. The, our bye week was what, week three? Yeah, I think so. So that's going to be north of 12 to 15 games in a row that we'll have played. Not, not 15. Yeah, well, no. They're all, yeah, around 12-ish games in a row if you hit the semifinals, and it's going to be a bunch of long road trips there. So they're going to need that focus. Yeah, and you, you talk about the number of games, and I think I think we saw that a little bit in, uh, you know, guys would mention, you know, is it, a, is it a physical thing from playing too many games in the spring? I don't think it was a necessarily physical thing. I think they're young enough guys where they bounce back quickly. But right. you can't understate the mental aspect of it. Yes. Just getting up that many times that often in that short a period of time is tough. And when it's the playoffs, it's, I mean, that's the nice thing is that goes away. Like you're, you're up for every game. Like, like it's your, like it could be your last. We've got a lot of seniors on the team that this is, it could be their last game. And they want to go out good, and all the guy, all the other guys on the team want to send them out good, and nobody wants this to be their last game. So that mental thing that you know could have affected us regular season is gone now, and so um, you know we'll, we'll see how that how that affects them going forward. But um, yeah, one one thing I wanted to mention before we move on from UC Davis is. Um, I think that, you know, the six interceptions is a gaudy number. Um, right. But I think they're either going to be interceptions or sacks because, right. like you said, they were caused by defensive line pressure and our D-line was playing really well. They were in that guy's face the whole game. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, credit to the the whole defensive unit, I guess, for, for um, putting them in bad spots and, and making them – make you know a decision between a sack or a potential interception so hopefully we'll see the that that continue too because when our d-line plays with their hair on fire and they they rotate those eight guys in and out they're hard to stop too 
Right. Um, you know, I think you made a great point on the mental part about the strain of the spring season and, and, and fall season here with the mental strain. Cause it wasn't like it was just the spring season. It was a national championship game run. So you've got all the mental stress of trying to be the number one seed and all that pressure. And then all the mental stress of playoffs and then the national title game and then the big emotional letdown. And then the, and then, and then, and then, and then, and, then, and it keeps going, you know, it's a, anybody can burn out without a proper rest period in there. So, yeah, I think you're, you're really, I really think you're onto something uh, with that. Um, I think if our lines can, tr- can control play like they did, which is, I mean, the most brain dead, easy, uh, obvious thing to say about football, but if our, if our lines control the way the play like they did last game throughout the playoffs, we're we're going to the national title. Like that will happen. You you don't control the line of scrimmage like that and and not win. It's pretty rare. Um, yeah. And speaking of potential national title hopes, is it's funny how um, the I'll I'll call them casual Jacks fans. You know they see the three losses and they see the no seed and they're like. Oh, you know, this is just going to be another early playoff exit. We're going to have to play all these seeded teams. And then when I tell them, well, actually, we'd probably be favored until the semis and we're the uh, fourth highest odds or fourth lowest odds, I guess, to win the national championship. They're like, really? And I mean, I think it's something that we know, like we understand how good this team is and can be. But the casual Jacks fan is like, Oh, really? Like, we're still that good, even though we have three losses. So, and I think we saw a glimpse of that in this last game is like, this is still that team. They're still that good and have the potential to make that run, even though they don't have a seed and they're going to have a a tough path. But, you know, between the draw we got and the, um, the team that we are, you know, uh, the sky's the limit, honestly. I mean, they can, they're going to go as far as they want to go because, uh, I have, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm confident in this team again. And I, I have confidence against them or in them against any team in the country. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's part of a, just a fan culture thing, right. That it, it goes and permeates to the attendance and, and mm-hmm. all that and everything. It's, growing the amount of people who understand that because you know even ourselves we were a little uh bummed and down after that the usd game and the uni game and it was oh we're not getting to see it we're not this and that and that and the other but then you know listening to the guys on the fcs fans nation podcast of which their wonderful network we're a part of um they bring up constantly this team is literally two seconds away from being a top four seed and honestly probably a top two seed if we won both those games and only drop you and i we're a top two seed i i have no doubt in my mind because they're not putting ndsu over us with an fbs win and the head-to-head we will have we'd have tied for a share of them we'd have won the mvfc and it's crazy how close it is and how much of a different spin those two seconds put from an outsider's perspective on how the season is without really looking at it. So, and it's crazy how easy it is that they can uh, just wash that away with five games. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they start to get on a roll here, and we'll get some people back um, back, back in the fold here. Um, Tammy says, Hornets sure have confidence in us, according to their social media. That says something. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we'll talk about the, the matchup with Sac State a little bit later, but, um, you know, if you've seen my tweet about the line, it's uh, – there's there's reason for for them to be kind of scared of us at this point um yeah. and seeing the way that we handled uc davis i mean they they also beat uc davis 27 to 7 but um that was a pretty convincing win our, on our end but anyway let's move on chad's giving us the uh chad is, the, wow yeah, the the producer line he's like guys shut up chad's, and move on with this chad, thing chad's got a hot date <laughs> after this so he is keeping us on schedule he's like you will have yeah. a one-hour podcast tonight <laughs> so help me god i'm gonna shut I, you all down i don't think Mid-set. we've gone it's <laughs> because my wife wants me to watch christmas movies with her let's be honest and we all know the truth oh is december one now it's christmas movie time yeah one well, one a hey. day for 25 days so hey oh sam's the reason for that is sam Ariel, you're watching. Is Sam the reason we're doing that this month? Is uh, she the one? Ariel who that? asked for Sam's or is, list. Just or is <laughs> oh, she did. That's oh, great. Sam, you know what? Now we're going for an hour and a half. Sam, that's what's <laughs> happening. We're going for an hour and a half. And Ariel gets to wait for our Christmas movie, too. Um, but uh, since we're doing comments and stuff, Patrick asked earlier, if you have not watched the show, you're tuning in through uh, the YouTube on FCS Fans Nation or whatever. Uh, chocolate milk is my thing. Uh, milk is my thing. Grew up in Wisconsin. Big fan of it. Um, chocolate milk has also tended to be our uh, good luck charm last year. And then when I stopped drinking it during these podcasts, um, we kind of had a bad run. And yes, that is a whole quart jar. I do drink milk by the quart and go through about four gallons a week myself. So <laughs> there's the backstory for everybody. It used to be a big thing with Matt, the, the pod father. What's Brendan drinking? Brendan's drinking chocolate milk. So that's we're going to. We need to angle for like a Nesquik. <laughs> yeah. Maybe baby add, bell cheese deal now. or uh, or like Dimmick Some, or yeah, uh, like Land a local, Lakes. yeah, local milk or chocolate milk deal. Yeah, get to work yeah. on that, Matt. Do you have any idea how we much that, that would save me? We, <laughs> Do you know how expensive milk is when you buy four gallons a week. Yeah, I'm drinking enough of I a family of six. <laughs> Jesus, we have trouble. Okay. I have two kids and we have trouble drinking a gallon a week. How do you know? So is this now the milk podcast or is this the... (laughs) Well, see what happens when you try to rush us along. Then we wander and it gets worse. Yeah. Now it's worse. Now we're going way off the rails now, Chad. Right. You know, by the way. Speaking of off the rails. uh, Whole milk or nothing. Oh my God. You're a whole milk guy? Yes, because I'm an adult and I don't. Uh, You know what? There's two things in life I hate. Liars and skim milk, which is just water lying about being milk. Nobody said you had to have skim milk. There are options. Is bad. There are options between skim and whole. Yeah, there's real milk, and then there's taking the milk out of the milk options. You can even like you can you can drink four percent milk, and that's that's heavy. There is no you, where are you buying four percent milk? I think they have it at the grocery store in Delaware Rapids. No, no, they don't. Or is that cottage cheese? I have cheese? never seen 4% now. Is that yeah, cottage what, cheese? Is 4% milk, 2%, 2% and 
whole milk. You, you know how and Ben gets vitamin his 4% milk? 4%. And vitamin D milk. two jugs of 2% and pours them into the same <laughs> cup, and he's like, 4% because addition. I'm an engineer. 2 <laughs> plus 2 equals 4. There's vitamin D milk, too. Uh, I was thinking of cottage cheese, for sure. There's 4% yeah. cottage cheese, which is good. Um, yeah, I'm going to drink some cottage cheese next. Stay tuned for our next episode of What Will He Drink Next? Yeah, Dustin says R.I.P. Brennan's intestines in five years. I love it. People All have right. told me that for years. I used to walk around, I'm not kidding you, when I was in high school and I was eating to try to gain weight, I would have a full block of cheese in my pocket throughout the day that I ate. <laughs> I swear Wait. to God. And so I've never understood when people are like, you cheese when you blocked up. Like, what does that mean? You're just eating rotten cheese by the end of the day because it's in your pocket no. all day? No. First, first What off, kind of cheese was it? That's also... In the winter? Yeah, I put hope is in the winter. All, all year. Okay. And that's gross. All year round. Yeah. Well, like, I'm not... It, how long does it take you to eat cheese? Uh, a block. <laughs> all day <laughs> it doesn't take that long a whole block yeah jordan with the facts whole milk is 3.5 percent. is that true i don't know i don't know what buy it and i off drink the cow it teat? if it is I mean, i've taken i've if, drank it off the cow teat before if it is 3.5 percent, doesn't that make you feel stupid for like downplaying two percent that much when it's only one and a half percent away no it doesn't because i have taste buds and culture and class <laughs> No, <laughs> this pod is as off the rails. Only as nobody only, called me stinky goodness, cheese kid say. because only, I worked like only one other and, guy. Babies and tiny children need whole milk. Nobody else needs it. No, I'm a growing boy. I, you know what? You when you have osteoporosis, when you're older, and I don't, this then then we then who's going to be laughing? This guy because I'm going to be able to walk. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on from this this train wreck of a show. All right. We've got That's some, some quality content. All right. We do have some good content here. We do. Uh, last week, uh, Brendan set a uh, set a record. How do we have on, to, we, We're bringing this up again? You had, yeah. two, you had well, two wins. We're bringing it up because you tried to play it off in a tweet like we, we did poorly in our picks. Oh, Oh, two and seven's doing well in your picks. It's not good, but it's not as bad it, as zero and nine. It's it, that's doing poorly by You're any not definition. Drag if me you do down. two and seven in anything outside of baseball, that is doing poorly. You're not going to drag me down with you. You went zero yes, and I nine. Am. You need to own it. All right. Anyway, are... this week, Brendan rebounded. He went five and three. Everybody, golf clap for Brendan. He went over yes. five hundred for yes, the first time in a while. But I tell oh, so, you what I did. So two and seven's not doing poorly, but in a while is is tell you what I did. Enough. Tell me what you did. Seven and one, baby. Ah, I hate you. Seven and one. I just so even <sighs> even when you do really well, you can't do as good as me. So there's that. That's that's because you copied my picks and then you take a couple gambles and they paid off. No, 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 no. I made good bets. So no. let's did, recap. Did this. you bet on them or are you no. wishing you bet on them? I'm wishing if I would have, yeah, seven yeah. and one, that would have made a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, incarnate dollar, dollar word. Bills, y'all. Incarnate word. Uh, 
they that one went into overtime. Yeah. So sorry, Rev. Don't. You might wanna... uh, yeah, sorry, Rev. Um, He's watching too. So we we did pick, I picked in, Incarnate Word in that one. You picked Stephen F. Austin. So I'll give you that. You, we we went to overtime. It, it went my way. So there's one that right. it would have been even had it gone yep. your way. Mm-hmm. Um, Incarnate Word went it overtime. Covered. It won by a touchdown. Uh, Missouri State, they lost. Uh, way to represent the Missouri Valley. Right. Uh, Missouri State. That comment. It, I love it. Dustin says, congrats on mediocrity, uh, Brennan. You're the Illinois State of picks. Yes. He is. Does that, does that exactly. I mean, mean I have to shave the beard and keep the stash? So I, yes. So You're I'm the stash. The stash of You're now pickers. the stash of picks. <laughs> the stash. All right. So, yeah. Thanks a lot, Missouri, Missouri State. For people second-guessing uh, how many Missouri Valley teams should have been in the tournament because it made it worse because you and I lost, which they were they dogs anyway. And it, Missouri State was 15 point favorites, and you lose. What are you doing? Right. Jordan yeah. Asked, no, I, that was terrible. Oh, you I, finish your finish your thought. Yeah. Sorry. It, it was terrible. But on the flip side, I I really don't care if Missouri Valley teams win in the playoffs. I hope they all lose. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, the only reason I cared is because I wanted a potential home game in the semifinals. And now well, we have to root that... for Incarnate Word and UT Martin. The... So basically, Incarnate Word, maybe, probably not. All right, yeah. moving on. Uh, Jordan asked if I'm still all in on Eastern Washington. Yes, especially now that they show that they have some semblance of a defense. So um, go Eastern Washington. Mm-hmm. All right. Southeastern Louisiana, 138-14, they covered against Florida A&M. They lose, though, because they treated Florida A&M like crap, apparently. So, right. Uh, way to represent yeah. the your your Yikes. brand. Um, do better next time. Yeah, uh, be better. Eastern Washington covered one night, one against UNI, 19-7. Kennesaw State whooped Davidson and covered. And USD, uh, first home game in yeah. how many years? Uh, 30, 35, 36, 30, 36 years. Yeah. Didn't go well for them. Didn't go well. They lost at home as uh, they were actually dogs, but uh, that's too bad. Um, you guys enjoy the off season. Uh, we're going to keep playing for a while. So uh, stay tuned for, you can root, root for us since you're in, in the, uh, in in state, in Terry says, <laughs> and all the yokers fifty percent off. Are they trying to get rid of it now? So, I love it. Um, if they want to get rid of it, they could. I'd say they could donate it to like a, a kid shelter or something, but that's child abuse. So I don't, uh, and I don't condone that. Right. So Southern Illinois moves on, and then and covered. Uh, Holy Cross barely moved on. They were twenty point favorites. They only won by three against Sacred Heart. Right. That was surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, some guy on Twitter, I hope he's listening right now because he wants to bet on Holy Cross to win the championship. Which can I, can I bet against him? I will. I, I will take your bet <laughs> right now. Like I think he was right saying now. just because the odds were so long, but man, that, that oh, is okay. That is not going to happen. I yeah. 
I mean, what's anyway. worse, buy, buying a handful of scratchers or just putting a hundred bucks <laughs> on Holy Cross? I don't know. I don't uh, you're better off with scratchers at this point, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, and then, you know, oh, you go ahead. We'll, we'll talk about these matchups later. So, yes, we'll, we will. Uh, don't go into the matchups I, yet. I'll, don't get I'll out stop of chatting. We got to, you do your thing. I apologize. We got to so get over an hour. We got some time to kill. <laughs> yeah we all right let me go all right so anyways no, i'm Holy kidding Cross versus i'm kidding we'll get there. nobody can see this but uh we're getting uh uh we're, we're gonna chad's telling us we're number one very nicely and for the record ariel i saw your comment but i'm not in charge of putting them up so uh my my wife's mad at me about co- her comment not being put on the screen i am not in it charge was up of this. there it was up there for a bit both of her comments I, put, I definitely put them on screen yeah, well sometimes sometimes a guy flips through comments like he's doing a comic flip book yeah just he's like guys did you see that one did you see that uh, one just hey, see. did you see that one I hope nobody watching has epilepsy because the right. comments might. Pop. Well, you don't have to read every comment we put on screen. I mean, well, I I'd like to read them with my eyes. <laughs> All right, uh, thank you, Chad. You do a great job. No, he does. Chad's awesome. Lastly, but it is fun to give him crap. Lastly, SDSU obviously beat UC Davis handily and covered the seventeen point spread. A lot of a lot of people thought were too was too big, but. Um, one by 32. So prove those people wrong. And put up a yep. 50 butter. Got back into the 50, 50 butter, butter range. Shout out Culver's. The 50 butter for the butter burger. All right. So uh, again, I went seven and one. Brendan went five and three. He's four picks behind now. There's basically no hope for him at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chad has on the screen. Um, I don't know if my screen's messed up. It probably is. I can't see the bracket very well, but can you? No, I mean, I could make it bigger and be able to read it. I, I'd have to make my screen bigger. Okay. No, so, Kim. Uh, we want to go into see, next week's You know, this matchups. is why we probably should have pre-production meetings. <laughs> well, we tried someone to have to, one. You got here two minutes before the show started. Whatever. We tried to have a pre-production meeting. If you if you'd stop canoodling with Rachel before and we the had, show. All we had was Brendan clicking his ring light on and off to show it off. <laughs> yeah. Who's jealous? Hey, hey, Sean, eat your heart out, Sean Anderson. You can't see you right now. You're not on the screen. I, oh God, I'm not. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> I'm not. Oh my God. <laughs> Chad Chad completely hit us. I haven't seen this. Well I didn't even know he could do this. Get rid of well us completely. Done. This is magic. Look at the magic of technology, everybody. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, wow. It's even more magical. There we go. There's your ring light. Now I feel like a streamer. All right. Uh, don't forget to donate to our Patreon. Yeah. Slap the bell. Uh, anyway. Just a little flap and tickle. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> too far. All right. This this is digressed to a point we, we cannot go down that road. This is Brendan. Devolving, I can't fast. allow that to happen. I'm okay. getting a call from. Scroll, this is why I love our nine o'clock recording time. This, this stuff happens. Yeah, this is late night, late night recording. <laughs> and now right. with late night with Ben and Brendan. <laughs> All right. So on the which, where do we want to start? Let's start with the top right. The okay. uh, NDSU quarter of the bracket quadrant, as they say, um, they've got an interesting game coming up against Southern Illinois. Yes. Um, 
of the teams in their quadrant, Southern Illinois, in my opinion, is the only one that's going to give them an actual fight. Um, I think Southern Illinois has got a chance in this one. Uh, they are uh, preview the line here. They are 13 point underdogs, but I think that they've got a good enough, an explosive enough offense that um, they're probably, if they win, it's going to be like 45 to 44 or something, but they have the, the potential to do that. I think they've got a good enough offense that, that they can give North Dakota state some fits. Yeah. Um, of their quadrant, I think Southern Illinois is the only one that's really capable of beating NDSU. Kennesaw State's not going into Fargo, and Eastern Tennessee's not going into Fargo and going to outrun and outmuscle NDSU. I think uh, it's fairly well known at this point that there's only one team that regularly does that at this point in the country, <clears throat> and that's us. That's but, right. um, because we've run for 170 yards every time. But um, Southern Illinois does have the capability to beat NDSU. The problem is I don't know if I have the full faith that they're going to come in there and do it. They have a defense that's good enough to slow them down. I'm not sold on Cam Miller yet on being the next quarterback messiah at NDSU. Um, I don't think their defense is – it's better statistically for sure from the spring. I'm just not sold that it's still quite up to what their defense has been in the past levels. And Southern Illinois is very capable if they play well to beat NDSU. The problem is I don't know if they're going to play well. They've been so hot and cold this year. Mm -hmm. The one thing they have done though, and they have shown is they get up for big games. So, I hate having to pick this line because Southern Illinois is going to do one of two things. They're going to come out, start fast, get on NDSU and force them to chase. And then it's going to, we're going to have a real game or they're going to get down by a score or two. And that place is going to get loud and they're going to crumble. I, I don't see Southern Illinois getting down early and getting up back up off the mat. I think they'll fold and, just collapse and that's my biggest fear about that game if i were to take southern illinois because i think if they get down they're going to lose by a lot yeah when jordan made a good point he said that siu has to get out of out to a fast start and yeah they they can't come from behind like they have a bunch of times this year and that's true i mean I, i think you're right they either i think they either win the game or lose by 20 plus right uh because, like you said, if they get down, it's going to be bad. NDSU is going to run the ball. SIU isn't great against the run. And it's going to be ugly. Uh, Southern Illinois is going to start to push. NDSU is going to make plays. It's going to be bad. Yeah, Patrick says it's all about those first couple possessions. I agree. Um, Tamis is playing the Fargo Dome is tough. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Southern Illinois can put up a fight. I, I'd like him to. Um, but it, it, it's, uh, yeah, we'll see. And then the, uh, uh, other matchup on the, in that quadrant is East Eastern Tennessee is the seven seed. They're going up against Kennesaw state. Um, it's another interesting matchup. Um, like you said, I, I don't know who's going to win this game, but I don't think it matters. 
um, because uh, if if NDSU wins, it doesn't. In my opinion, it doesn't matter. I right. think either one of those is going to be double digit underdogs going into the dome, and probably close to twenty point underdogs to be honest. Um, Southern Illinois is a thirteen or fourteen point underdog the way it is. So um, the other side of that quad or uh, across from NDSU is Sam Houston, number one seed. They play University Incarnate Word. Um, I have faith that this can be uh, an interesting game. I think Incarnate Word has a good enough offense that they can they can push Sam Houston. Uh, if Sam Houston makes some mistakes, uh, it could get interesting at the end. Uh, do you think Incarnate Word has a chance here? Um, I think they might have a puncher's chance, but... I think it's similar to Southern Illinois at NDSU that we just talked about, just with um, a less chance of happening because we've seen teams like Incarnate Word from down in that conference that has the all-world quarterback and all this stuff who puts up ridiculous numbers and then the playoffs hit and they get slapped. And I would love... My heart wants incarnate word to do that and they Mm -hmm. have the talent to do that offensively i just don't don't think they can get it done though i just don't think they quite have that ability to play the tough hard-nosed brand of football that's needed in the playoffs to be successful especially at bauer stadium where at least ndsu's lost in fargo in the playoffs sam houston state's never lost at bauer stadium in the playoffs so and we've seen what they're capable of even if they get down against james madison so i i don't have a lot of faith in incarnate word doing it are they talented enough to possibly make it interesting absolutely i just think the sam houston defense is going to be up for the challenge and they're not gonna they're gonna be pretty no nonsense about it yeah the other part of that bracket is montana state the um, eight seed takes on UT Martin, who, like we said, upset Missouri State, which was very surprising. Um, I think if you asked the consensus bracket, that was probably the only one that was that went the opposite way of the consensus. Um, I I don't see UT Martin putting up a fight here. I think it's going to be Montana State um, and probably Sam Houston in the next round. Um, do you think UT Martin has a chance? Uh, no, I don't. Um, when you have six turnovers and are the better team, you win like we just did against UC Davis. If you get six turnovers and win by one point, (laughs) you are a very lucky team. (laughs) You are not the better team. I'm sorry. That's like, you have six turnovers and you win by a point. You are, you were not the better team. Yeah, that was the like six interceptions, and they were good plays. But what like we just talked about with the UC Davis game, that's kind of one that snowballs turnovers wise. It's and, weird, wasn't that the uh, the Valley Offensive Player of the Year? Yeah, you'd think that the Valley Offensive hmm. Player of the Year wouldn't have had a performance like that, hmm. which is it's almost you know, like somebody else should have been the Valley Offensive Player of the Year. The guy who maybe could have had 190 yards rushing and 
right. threw a touchdown. Hey, he threw a touchdown too, and he's yeah. got a better passer rating. Which <laughs> just it's the damnedest thing. Um, not that we're better or butter. Um, I just right. think it's ridiculous <laughs> that Bobby Petrino makes that team good for five seconds, and that must mean their quarterback's the best in the best yeah, exactly. in the league, which is just absolutely. <laughs> Christian Watson should have been picked over him. It, it, like it's stupid. I yeah, it was. But, an out of left field yeah. pick, that's for sure. And and then he th- and yeah, if anybody saw the highlights of that game, Missouri State was driving down to tie the game with like three minutes left, and then they threw an interception and they got the ball back, and they're driving back down with like a minute left, and he threw another interception. Just and those couldn't were five handle five and six on the day. Um couldn't handle that Missouri Valley award pressure. Right. <laughs> like I said, if if you get six turnovers and you win by one point, yeah, um, the other team's probably in a different class, and you manage to squeak out a win. Good for UT Martin, but they're not traveling to Missouri State and then traveling out to Bozeman and getting a win. As Patrick says, if Missouri, if Montana State takes takes care of the ball, they're going to win going away. You know. <laughs> Patrick also says Montana State's like a great value SDSU. <laughs> I I don't I don't hate that. I'm, I'm not mad about it. That's funny <laughs> as hell. It's but... funny. <laughs> oh my god. I I'm love it. it I, I'm gonna have to send that. I'm gonna screenshot that. My cousin who's uh <laughs> he's from Brandon, South Dakota, but he went to Montana State and he was at the SDSU game because he was in town for Thanksgiving. Uh they came up to the game. And uh, so I'm kind of hoping Montana State, we meet them in the semis because then we all go to Bozeman together. But that'd be fun. um, Yeah, he would he would eat that comment up. I love it. Um, Yeah, Seth says Montana State's going to dominate more than the score will look something like 10 to 20 to 10. Which is Um, all year. Yeah, I mean, they just don't have the offense to score more than 20 points, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's not great value. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <great. laughs> their offense brings great value. What do you, what yeah. you say? <laughs> All right, let's go to the James Madison part of the bracket. Um, they play Southeastern Louisiana. Um, again, this is one of those, uh, you know, like you said, uh, a, a Southern team that's got a, a good quarterback that can throw the ball really well, and they're coming up against a really, really good defense. And the question is, can they keep their offensive offense rolling, or are they going to get shut down? And I think they probably get shut down. I, I just I don't I don't think they're going to get past JMU. Yeah, we've seen this song and dance happen before at JMU specifically with <clears throat> Southeastern Louisiana today of the past, which was Sam Houston back when they were known as Soft Houston. Very true. Jeremiah Briscoe comes in. He was the defending. Oh, weird! It's almost identical situations. He had ludicrous stats. He was the defending Peyton Award winner. He won the Peyton Award again that year because he had ludicrous stats against Southland, I mean Southland teams. And then they went in there and they got beat like a dog that got caught <laughs> eating a baby. Like they walloped them. And like, it was it was great because Sam Houston's fans are so loud. Like, right. Like Southeastern Louisiana is probably gonna get beat like that too. But it won't be as fun because they don't have the obnoxious fans the same Houston well, it, does. It'll be fun because of what they did 
to the famu fans I'll, I'll uh, exactly out true. of that like so some... thank you for bringing extra enjoyment there's there was some a rebuttal there. in the fargo forum on that by the way i don't know on, if you caught that a rebuttal on the the on the what actually transpired game. there they uh they investigated and couldn't find any of the events that they they said accused. happened on video so hmm. gotcha well Anyways, that what? being said, uh, I don't have to like Southeastern Louisiana. I can just dislike it <laughs> because I want to, too. Then, honestly, dude, that, Cole Kelly has just absolutely the creepiest smile I've ever seen on earth. Like, the dude's <laughs> a stud, but it's like his teeth are it, whatever. It, it's creepy, dude. Look it up. Ludicrous stats. He has ludicrous stats. The dude passes for like <laughs> four to 500 yards a game. He's, um, I'm quite confident that. Their coach it would have been hilarious for Halloween is if he was Lord Helmet. <laughs> he said, Ludicrous stats is what we're gonna have, and that's what they threw for. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Patrick uh, says Sila's defense is gonna let them down because he's gonna throw for like 404 touchdowns, but that he won't be able to stop JMU. Uh, maybe I, I just, I don't, I don't think he's going to pass put, for 400 yards. Yeah. He's not going to put, put up those gaudy stats. I don't think so. No. Um, the other part of that bracket is Montana, Houston, Washington. This is in my opinion, the most interesting matchup, um, of the second round. It's, uh, an Eastern Washington team that's got Eric Barrier and going up, going into Montana and a Montana yes. team that's on a roll playing well. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen in this one. Um, Montana's going to win. You think so? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, they're both, both teams are really healthy again. Um, that last game in Cheney was a hard fought win for Eastern Washington. You know, if you watch that game, um, but I think in Montana, it's a different story. Both of those teams, their their home field advantage is worth way more than three points. Like Eastern doesn't lose on True. the Inferno, and Montana doesn't really lose in Montana, in Wagris. And I think that's kind of the deciding factor between these teams. If it was a neutral field, I'd probably take Eastern, but Eastern's offense hasn't been producing like it was ever since their offensive coordinator quit or fired or was resigned or whatever. They just haven't they haven't been putting up those numbers. They, so I'm gonna go. I think the Grizzlies are gonna win this one. Are we gonna pick against the spread? Or oh, are yeah. we doing a so different we're, format we're kinda, today? We're kind of previewing the matchups, and then we'll quickly go through spread picks. So you know how nervous Chad is right now. That there's oh like yeah, he's nine like, minutes left. Oh yeah, he's like he's are you sweating. Guys are I can't pick? see his face, but I can. T- I know sure he's, he's sweating, sweating right, now. right now. All right, and then we'll move to our part of the bracket. Uh, so you got Villanova faces Holy Cross. We don't have to preview that one much. I think Villanova is going to roll Holy Cross. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll move on from that one. And then we've got our big matchup. We go to Sacramento State, number four seed. Um, and we will talk about that as we're making picks. So let's roll into picks, Chad. Let's get into it. Just for you, the, Chad. The Fade Brandon Get Rich pick segment brought to you by Shenanigans. Uh, thank you, Shenanigans, for being a sponsor. And people if you're in sioux falls this weekend and want a cool place to go watch the game go to shenanigans jackrabbit 
It, it's the, the the Jackrabbit Hangout in Sioux Falls. Um, go go check them out. Um, it'll be a I'm. It's going to be a fun atmosphere there. There's going to be a lot of Jacks fans. Mm-hmm. They'll have the game on the big screen. They'll have the sound going. I know it. Um, I think there's a watch party there. I don't know if I've seen confirmation yes. on that, but the Staters, yeah, there is. the Sioux Staters, Staters. Staters. Yep, Sioux Empire Staters have a watch party there. They always put on good events, so go check that out at Shenanigans. Um, so yeah, let's get into the picks here. We'll start off with um, we started off with Kennesaw State going to Eastern Tennessee. The number seven seed is only a two point home dog or two point home favorite. I'm going to take the underdog in this one, though. I'll take Kennesaw State to go into Eastern Tennessee and beat them. Um. I'm going to take Eastern Tennessee at home. Hmm. I'm just not a believer in Kennesaw State this year. They haven't impressed me at all. Could they win? Absolutely. But I'm going to take the home favorites in that one. Eastern Tennessee with the the second best uh, running back duo in the FCS? Yeah, second best. I'm a big believer in the second best running back duo. Yeah. Jamie. Jamie Williams. (laughs) All right, and then we've got uh, Southern Illinois going to NDSU. NDSU is a 13-point favorite. Um, this one's tough because, like I said, dice. It, like I said, either Southern Illinois wins. It might be, like, if you're looking for betting advice, it wouldn't be a bad idea to bet the NDSU spread and hedge it with the, the or, excuse me, bet the SIU money line, which is probably, like, plus 300 or something like that, and hedge it with the NDSU spread. Because I don't think it's going to end up anywhere in between there, and so that's a good call. That, see, that's this is the hard hitting advice people exactly. are here for. Also, <laughs> if anybody paid attention to our picks this year, you actually probably want to take our advice because we have to pick all these, and if we bet only the games we like, we'd probably have a ludicrous average. Yes, ludicrous. Word of the show: ludicrous twice. Luda. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> I'm going to. Go with Southern Illinois covering the spread. I like getting 13 points because I think they have a chance to win the game. Um, I, I I would love to see them win the game. I'll take SIU plus 13. Uh, sorry, I was distracted by um, Chad's wonderful wife flipping me off. Um, we're going to go ahead and take... <laughs> she's Brian Kelly does. Um, I'm going to take... Uh, I'll take, I'll take NDSU. I just uh, my heart wants Southern Illinois to win. Right. I'm going to take NDSU. He really I'm trying to, come to back see in the my my, here. my my reju- my my reverse voodoo worked for the USD game, so I'm going to try to keep that rolling. Mm-hmm. What Patrick says, milk. Patrick, just, I'm going to finish this milk for the show for you, buddy. He's a quarter of a to, gallon. He's trying to get us off the rails at this point. Mm-hmm. All right, next pick is Southeastern Louisiana going to JMU. JMU is a 14.5-point favorite at home. That's a big spread. I think I'll take Southeastern Louisiana to cover. How many points? 14.5. James Madison. They're going to win big? Yes. All right, fine. Well, we're opposite on three so far. And then we've got... Eastern Washington is a three-point underdog at Montana. I'll take Eastern Washington here. I think they win that game. I'm gonna, this is going to be – you know what's going to happen? <laughs> it, it's going to be I'm a taking, I'm taking Montana. 
So we're going to think this is going to cause a huge yeah, change and shift. Not. And we're both going to go 500. Yeah. And it's not going to have changed anything. Yeah, for sure. So you're taking Montana. I'll take Houston, Washington. Um, then we go to Incarnate Word at Sam Houston. Sam Houston's a 13-point home favorite. I'll take Sam Houston as the home favorite here. Yeah. Um I will take Sam Houston as well. I, I like I said, I don't have a lot of faith in Incarnate Word to do maybe what their stats have shown them to be capable of. Mm-hmm. And then we've got UT Martin going to Montana State. Montana State is a 12-point home favorite. Montana State all day. You know, this seems like an easy pick if Montana State had an offense capable of putting up 35 <laughs> points. True. When you're capable of 24 points, 12 points is like a lot of points. But uh, up in Montana and Bozeman, I will take the Bob Kittens. Yeah, I mean, I it's tough, but I think it's going to be like 21 to 7. Like uh, right. UT Martin is just not going to score more than 7 or 10 points. And I think Montana State just scores enough to cover that spread. And then we've got uh, Holy Cross going to Villanova. Villanova is a 12.5-point favorite. This is my favorite line of the week. I will take Villanova all day at 12.5 points. I, If there's a seeded team that would lose this game, <laughs> it is Villanova. Because there was no way in the world... They should not have been a top two seed and run out the rest of the CAA schedule. And they absolutely choked so hard versus, I think it was William and Mary, right? And they had some close games at the end against teams they shouldn't have. So if there was a team that would drop this game, it's Villanova. And Holy Cross hasn't looked great, but they've upset an FBS team. So they're capable of doing some squirrely stuff. That being said, I'm going to take Villanova. I'm just going to say I'm not going to absolutely fall over if Holy Cross does happen to pull the upset up off. That'd be that'd be big. I'd, I'd be and I would be the happiest little girl if that happened. <laughs> I'd be real surprised by that. That'd be great because I'm pretty sure we'd host that host the next game if we win. Do you? And side note, do you know how angry the homeless cow fans would be if whole if God forbid we were to win and then Holy Cross upsets Villanova and we get Holy Cross <laughs> as the quarterfinal game. Quarter. <laughs> they, and they end up playing like they, oh, they'd be so mad. Oh, God. It would be good. Oh, I'd enjoy it, it. It makes me feel excited just thinking about it. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, we've got. Our our game, which <laughs> the only seeded team that's an underdog is Sac State as nine-point underdogs at home against SDSU. Uh, can't make them feel good. Um, it's, it's a big line considering we're going to Sac State. However, I'm I'm going to take SDSU. I I think that our running game, um, Patrick mentions it here. You think Sac State won't be able to stop SDSU's run attack in their their four two five defense? Um, yeah, I I think we're gonna keep establishing the run. 
I think we win by 17, 17 to 20. Boy, um, it's a nine-point line, right? Yep, nine-point. That's a tough game. Um, Sac State, with how the Big Sky schedule played out and how they performed earlier in the year, is kind of a team that if you just look at their results and things like that, you'd think that we should we should be able to really have a lot of success against this team. But then again, if you look at like their offensive, their scoring offense and their total deep and their scoring defense stats um, nationally, you would think that this is going to be a really tough game. So I'm kind of torn on this. I, I, I want to think, you know, because the UC Davis game, that we're going to just blow them out of the water and have a comfortable win. But on the same token, we're flying all the way to California. Game starts at 8 o'clock at night, our time. Um, that's, that's tough. It's going to be weird. Envi- it'll be sort of a weird environment because I, I, I don't know if there's going to be a ton of Sac State fans there. Um, ah. I I really hope we're able to stay, if if we're able to establish the running game and we don't fall away from it, I really like our chances. Uh, so I will take the nine points. I think we win by ten, and, and like it'll it. be like a it, it's going to be like a one touchdown game. It will be up by like one score, and then we're going to kick a field goal. Fromm's going to boot the icing fifty four yard field goal to you know to redeem himself after the wind kicks so uh, you think you think if we're yeah we're not we're not doing something as conventional as kicking a field goal to ice the game we're gonna be like running backwards can, can, can we for the love we're of gonna, god please no, do something conventional no this no year? conventional the last two no times <laughs> you shut up god now i want to take my pick back because you just won't shut up oh my god no it won't. Yeah, it's not going to come down to that. This is going to be a fun game. Um, I hope all of you are listening and your friends uh, appreciate what we have as a program and what they're doing here. Again, and just it's year after year. Um, there's not many teams that get to experience this. So, Sac State, you know. So. Um, Beyond that, uh, we've got at least fifteen more minutes of milk talk to go, right? I think so. No, right. we we I did our we, we did our job. We went we went over an hour, uh, regardless of Chad's best best efforts. <laughs> hey too man, bad, I bad, tried to keep you on track, and all that did was the opposite. So. <laughs> he tried so I guess hard. Reverse psychology so is what hard. I need with this crew. We are. We are absolutely the worst people to do that with. <laughs> I will say before we go, even though we're over an hour, shout out to the men's basketball team and the women's basketball team. Women's yes. basketball team taking down UCLA. That was sweet. Men's basketball team is uh, playing really well in the out of conference. I think seven and two now. Um, that second half against Prairie View could have gone better, but yes. um I think, I think all our they, second halves could have gone better. Exactly. They, yeah, we need to work on. We were very much a first half team, but um, no, they're playing really well. Noah Friedel is playing out of his mind. Yes, he's shooting the ball from three better than anybody in the country. He leads the country in three pointers. Um, Shireman's a double double machine again. 
Uh, Wilson's unstoppable. They're fun to watch. So don't forget that there's also basketball going on right now. Go to Frost, support them, uh, watch their games because uh, they're a, a lot of fun to watch. And we'll get into deeper coverage once football season's over on the, the men's basketball team. But just wanted to give them a shout out to the intensity of Chad's eyes staring at the clock. On yeah, the I'm not oh, staring at the beautiful. clock. He's he's just he's like, it's, I'm not, it's no. getting he's gonna start getting the twitch <laughs> real soon. He's, ah, he's I like, know where and go live. big. That's all I gotta say. Go, go blue. blue. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> here we go again. Go Jack. Uh, oh, am I early? <laughs> you might have been a little early. All uh, right. That, well, that, that never happens. Well, in my life. Minute four is long enough. Thanks everybody for listening. And uh, as always, go big, big go, blue, go blue, go Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> I'll accept it. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by Jack Rabbit Illustrated. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Drake's Place in Bottle, and to Jack Rabbit Central and Shenanigans. Subscribe to this podcast in all of the Jackrabbit Illustrated podcasts and like and follow Jackrabbit Illustrated on Facebook and Twitter. And go big, go blue, go Jacks! Horns down!